let's talk about digital identity, the podcast connecting identity and business. I am your host, Oscar Santolayo. Hello and thanks for joining today. Today we are going to hear about Telia, what Telia is doing specifically in the identification as a broker service. And for that, we have two guests today. So let me introduce you to them. Lauri Imonen has held various positions within Telia Company for the last 17 years, and Lau leads the commercial, security, and digital identity portfolio on a group level. Then we have Yoni Rapanen. He is a global product manager for identity services in Telia Company. He has 15 years of experience in identity and digital signing area from national ID cards to private B2B identity. And he is driving strong authentication, attributes, and identity federation to support more secure overall digitalization of thousands of different services. Hi, Lauri and Joni. Welcome. Hello. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks. It's great, it's great talking with you. So, Lauri and Joni, so let's talk about digital identity. And I would like to hear first how you enter to this world of digital identity. Yeah, maybe I'll, I'll start. So I've been working in the company for 17 years, like you mentioned. And uh, and during that time, uh, I've also worked as a product manager uh, for, for identity services on a group level. And uh, I think th it was around the time when the um, EIDAS regulation started to arise. GSMA work for global authentication of mobile connects started to be developed. And uh, I got really interested in the, in this, uh, basically the, um, the problem statement of strong authentication of identities in Europe and, and of course in a global context as well and how, how it is really morphing ourselves and when we enter into different contexts and roles we are still the same person but how do you prove that online and uh, I think it's an extremely interesting development and, uh, and changes our, our uh, way of working but, but also our uh, normal individual selves. Yes, so, so personally I started as a software engineer in the software company, smaller one that, that did encryption, encryption related software. And, and after that I was in a information security consultancy company as an, as an IT security consultant. And, and with the wide area of that, I got more and more of these ID related tasks, maybe based on the encryption background and and related to that, here we are still. So, so basically, it has has continued to the to the more like wider identity area and identity services. Because when we look now compared to 15 years ago, there is a lot more EIDs and and e services used. So, and I think it's still growing area. Yes, I, I agree with what you say, um, Johnny, that now you guys have much more experience than I do in digital identity. Mm -hmm. And you have seen how things have changed in the in 15 years around that you are, you are in, this, in this world. And it's true, today is the, the identity is much wider. So we are going to talk today about something much specific. It's about what is called identity broker, and specifically because Telia has been awarded uh, recently in the European Identity and Cloud Awards 2019 as the best consumer identity project. And this project was Telia Identification Broker Service. So please tell us about this project. Sure, I'll start. And, and so um, Telia has been in the identity 
field or market for, for a long time. And specifically in the Nordics, the countries are formed by uh, postpaid subscriptions, which, which by default requires that we know exactly who the end customer is. And at the same time, there is other movements in these markets and every country is different. And uh, there's the predominantly, it's three types of players. It's governments, uh, banks and telcos. And um, this is not the same in all over the world, but but in, in the Nordics, Nordics, it looks pretty much like that and without going into into smaller details this creates a situation where where there is multiple authentication methods used by the people with the exception of Sweden uh, but where 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 uh, the bank id predominates the the strong authentication market but this creates a situation where in the pan baltic sea region we as as citizens are authenticating ourselves in various different ways provided by this solution providers. And this creates complexity, but it also creates a position where where people are used to authenticate themselves online for various reasons, for public and private sector services, and, and also within B2B. And this is both a blessing and, and a curse in the sense that that uh, when you have enterprises in operating in this region, for example, they don't have a ubiquitous solution that, that roams or crosses the the country boundaries. But at the same time, also digital service providers like e-commerce and, and what have you, they need to be awake of, of integrating with these all of these multiple sources of authentication. And then you have also regulations around it, like how can you re-enroll different types of uh, identities across the platforms. But uh, maybe Joni can go into more specifically into our winning identity brokering service. Yes, so, so basically in Finland, There is about 18 different strong EID solutions that, that you can use to, to fill your tax declarations and, and basically whatever. And as an online service provider to provide these e-services, you had to integrate all of these 18 different like EID vendors, individual APIs and make your commercial negotiations and make your like... Uh, agreements and uh, data privacy agreements with them. them. So it's quite a hassle as a one-time task for the service provider, but it's it's not only as like a hard one-time task, but but it's more more of a bigger issue is actually in lifecycle management because then you have to follow all of these 18 different vendors and how their APIs are changing. And, and now when the world... At, at least in Finland has, has gone to the mode that almost any companies have their own like software developers, but they are, they are like outsourced to big integrators. And that means that always when there is some small change in the, one of the APIs, you need to have a new, new project basically with the outsourced integrator. And then between those times, no one is actually following all of those 18 different vendors and, and how they're Their services keep changing, so you usually find out by, by your customers starting to complain that, that some reason they cannot access the service, and of course it's, it's like too late at that phase. So basically we are, we are buying those ID transactions from all of, the, all of the legal strong EID vendors in Finland, and we are like federating them behind one telia Identity Brokering Service API, where you have like easily, easy to integrate standard-based APIs that the service provider can, can choose a couple of op- options that what, what best fits their need. And then you can like 
only make one commercial contract and, and agreement with, with us and get all of those different solutions behind one solution, basically. So that's the main thing for the service. And what makes it difficult that, to have this cross-border identification Well, in, in the Nordic countries, the uh, the people have been used, and, and both on a, on a cultural but also governmental aspect, that every single citizen has a social security number that is provided by the government, and it uniquely identifies who you are as as a uh, as a legal legal person, and this also re- relates then also from like I mentioned about the postpaid subscriptions, but also to any type of public contract that you want to want to create. However, these do not roam. So the cross-border authentication does not work in, in that way. But this is also wider European context, like European Union Commission has uh, published the, or basically regulated the EIDAS uh, regulation uh, that aims exactly to harmonize the cross-border authentication of citizens to enable business, but also transparency between the public organizations and, and individual citizens. And we have been working uh, along that with our trust services and, and also the ID brokering service uh, across Nordics and Baltics, where, where our company's footprint exists and and we are trying to solve these problematics but uh, but I, i think it also goes back to where different players the banks governments and telcos have had a different market position market share and also maturity in in that particular country whatever we are talking about so that has created a situation where in some countries banks are predominant in some countries like estonia the governments are are, are very very progressive in in issuing digital identities and in some countries it's telcos and and some countries is a mix of this and then to to create a solution like the id brokering service that basically tries to solve the complexity is our answer to try to solve that particular customer problem. But I think to answer why is it difficult, it's the mixed bag of, like Joni mentioned, 18 different solutions in Finland alone. And and uh, it's just uh, the question of uh, maturity. And then going back to the ADAS regulation, that, that is a regulatory approach to try to harmonize. And across Nordic countries also, they, there is a, a pan-Nordic government activities to harmonize the national EIDs so that we, we could, uh, just like today, we can move to an, any, any country and register ourselves to, to live in that particular Nordic country as a Nordic citizen. But also we want to, or, or they, they want to digitalize that. But it, it's, uh, I think this complexity is, is really the, uh, the question that, uh, that the different players moving at different times in, in different countries and also the consumption or, con- or, or cultural even, the aspect of like in some Central European countries, uh, there is no, government-issued identification number or social security number that can be traced and is used in, in many different transactions. But in Nordic countries, we have this and, and everybody's accustomed to give that personal ID number or social security number when you are performing uh, especially commercial transactions with any, any type of way. Uh, so not only for public sector use cases. Yeah, so I would like to add that we are also driving as, as Telia and, and with the GSMA. GSMA, the standardized global mobile ID solution called Mobile Connect, that, that actually has standardized the APIs to our service providers and, and also provides this, this kind of global discovery service that, that you could actually get many mobile operators, mobile ID services with, with one global interface as well. And, and we are currently going towards that one and, and also 
also to support this kind of public global cloud services that are, are growing all the time. So for instance, Mo- Mobile Connect would be part of your, the same product, the same identification broker service would be part of that. Yes, so the Mobile Connect is part of the whole whole offering and it's it's one of the APIs that the service provider could integrate. But with Mobile Connect, uh, like main advantage comes comes from that, that you can actually get the Spanish Mobile Connect enabled users from from their local operators to to your your service with uh, single standardized integration and and with uh, less commercial contracts as well. Yes, and Laura, you mentioned that EIDAS, the, the standard, is is going to help somehow the challenge. How how is going to help? Well, the uh, what I've understood that it that it really points into is to increase the f- so-called fluidity between commercial transactions by private citizens towards enterprises or between each other. So, like, I could buy a car from Germany online without going there and trust that the another person is who he or she claims to be. It cannot happen today. There is no digital passport, which I'm really looking forward to, to having. Instead, I have to carry my passport wherever I go, but it's a standardized way of proving who I am wherever you go. And I think in the future, maybe long long or short term, we will progressively move into, into, the, into the digital passport era, so to speak. And the public sector or governments are progressively driving this. I mean, it's not only regulatory issues, it's, it's also the, uh, you know, governments want to know who, who is where, so to speak. And Mobile Connect is, uh, and GSMA, for those who don't know it, is, is basically a, a federation of, of mobile network operators around the world, like Mobile World Congress, for example, in Barcelona yearly is, is what GSMA hosts and so on. And it also drives the standardization of 5G and uh, among others. And, and Mobile Connect is one of the products that we co-develop within that uh, community. And uh, Mobile Connect can operate as, as a replacement, so to speak, on social logins that are very popular today. But then you're basically trading your privacy against uh, usability. With Mobile Connect, you, you can prevent that. You have a secret PIN code that you authenticate yourself with the, with the app application on a mo- mobile phone and you, you log into the, to the service. So it's also a two-factor security add, add and, uh, and very uh, usable in that sense. And, and uh, another thing that, that it can help is the cloud services that Johnny pointed out, like uh, Office 365 phishings and CEO frauds are one of the biggest practical threats that are actually happening right now as we speak when it's the holiday season. So phishing emails are, are being sent and fake invoices. And, and if you lose your Office 365 password, somebody can log in from anywhere to your account and, and so on. And uh, uh, the Cybersecurity Center of Finland has published warnings in the past regarding this this so it's a very real topic by using a two-factor authentication such as mobile connect or, or mobile id service you get a, a big way of securing your account and we look very much forward in in, uh, in publishing this yeah and if, if, if it actually goes a little bit backwards here in a security wise because if you look like a couple of years ago there was like no way that in a big companies would allow you to access your corporate email and, and your corporate document storage by only using username and password, like basically many of these global P2P cloud services are working today. Yeah. So you need to have a VPN and, and you need to have a strong authenticator, two-factor authenticator for that, but 
But now the transition has, has happened in the way that, that most of the big companies now they use this kind of cloud cloud services for, for document storages and emails and, and such. And there will be a really big issues with those. And I think that's only, only kind of a question of time that when we can start to see those happening. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's as as always it's it's a it's a balance between usability and security in a sense. But nowadays you you really need to use uh, look into the uh, the usability aspect because everything needs to be easy. And I think that is a good transition and a trend. But uh, in order to support the mega trends of hybrid cloud transition, mobility, and an overall digitalization, and especially in a zero trust environments, the two factor or in our case we believe in the mobile connect or mobile factor authentication as a two-factor. That is that is our bet on how to use secure the digital identity of the user. And that is for sure required in, in the future because the, like, like Joni said, uh, when everything is accessible and you have a zero trust framework, uh, then in you know that by definition needs, needs a strong authentication of, of who is actually accessing what and when, if not where. Yes. Um, coming back to the to the service you have, the Telia Identification Broker Service. You only mentioned about the APIs. The, you have to maintain, integrate many APIs that are changing at different times, and that's already technical complexity, I see. But what else would you say that are the behind-the-scenes elements that have to work very well in order to have this uh, seamless service? Yeah, well, the identity brokering services like uh, true real-time service, as we don't actually, as Telia, get to use or get those user social security numbers accessing the tax office, for example, to, or, or Philly or some kind of government things. So it has to work real time between the, the actual like original EID vendors and the online services that the actual transactions are coming, going. So, so we don't store any information in the identity proxy of the users. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's it's very important that that all the different parts and, and connections are like uh, working 24-7 and, and that there is no like cuts in those ones because it would like uh, instantly destroy the fu- function of the whole service. So at least by now we have kept it running 24-7 without breaks. Oh, excellent. <laughs> <laughs> and what... What are the type of companies or organizations that would benefit the most by taking a service like tele-identification broker service? I, well, so what the companies short, short answer is need it. all the companies. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, as we are looking into the, well, again, the megatrends around us, I mean, physical brick and mortar uh, shops are closing down, uh, especially in banking. We still have the reality of, of those all those multiple EIDs around. So you need to be able to support them as, as a service provider, whatever service you provide. So I, I think this, this is the, the useful way of enabling strong identities in your business. We could also elaborate into what we have done in Telia Company, which is that our internal VPN, for example, is only accessible by authenticating yourself with your uh, mobile ID service that we provide externally. So we use that internally instead of uh, having a, uh, let's say, third-party 
authentication methods, multiple factor authentication methods. So we use our own service to provide. That at the same time actually is based on your social security number. So you are actually identifying yourself at work for our internal tools by providing information that who you are as, as a real person, as a, as a citizen of, of, of that particular country. So that duals into, into a situation where you actually bring your own identity into work and also at, as, as a private person. And going back to the ID brokering service, we combine all of these availabilities and those can be then used in whatever use case you have as, as an enterprise service provider business. So e-commerce is, is yes. uh, definitely one of the, the biggest industries. So you have many many customers uh, e- in e-commerce, for instance. And public sector also. And uh, mm-hmm. for example, and Joni can go actually maybe elaborate a bit on our uh, Finland's public registration center that provides, the, uh, well, public sector services from the government to the citizens. And uh, that, by definition, needs strong authentication of your citizenship. And maybe Joni can say a couple of words yes, about so, that. Yes, so we have... A- Lately, one the, or almost a year ago now, one the biggest biggest public bidding in Finland to provide these EID transactions. And, and what means that we are basically providing all the EID transactions for all the government-based public services. And today we currently have more than 3,000 services you can actually use, use behind, behind our service. So... There is quite a lot of and uh, quite a lot of different industries. So I can tell for an example that I just bought a house and I actually made the bid for the for the salesperson with my mobile ID and signing digitally the, the bidding document online. And then I made the registration for the land registry online and, and the declaration of the property tax in Finland and your like uh, water subscription and electricity subscription and then I rented a van online to to move my stuff from the from the old house to the new one and, and it was completely done online with my mobile so so I also used my mobile ID to to rent the van and I, I picked it actually from from local IKEA's parking lot where they have left the van as the van rental company and then when you access it with the website with your with your mobile and, and authenticate with your mobile Mobile ID, ID to that one and, and sign the printing contract. It actually opens remotely the doors to the, the van and, and you can start it and, and so on. And there is not a single person involved in, the, in the, this kind of car rental as well. So the whole, whole kind of thing is, is done online nowadays and, and based on these kind of services. So basically it's... it's let's say quite advanced, but also quite, uh, quite reliable to the, to the service and dependent that those online like uh, EID solutions work or otherwise any of those solutions wouldn't, wouldn't work. And that they can be trusted and that they yes. are trusted by, by all the parties involved. So you need to fulfill the regulatory things, but you also need to fulfill kind of like a global internet community standards, if you will. And uh, basically for this reason, what Joni explained from his personal life, we as Telia, we um, are the only telecom company in, in Europe that has a root certificate authority 
platform. And uh, we, we use that as, as the base of the digital identities of humans and machines in the solutions that we provide, uh, such as uh, uh, signing and archiving and, and time stamping, so that who you are, what you want to do can be trusted and traced back, that, essentially. But also, of course, we sell like SSL certificates as well, well for websites. But um, the certificate authority-based digital certificates are required in order to fulfill this kind of use case that Joni, Joni, Joni went through. And we believe that the paperless transactions are, of course, the future. We like to say that as an enterprise, you, the more you deal with paper, the 99% you can save in costs when, when you move into the digitalization of the trust-based services that you need. Also, a very, very good example, and quite, quite impressed that you have done about a house plus every single other service that you need uh, from uh, from your mobile phone. And who is who is running this this service? Is some real estate company, or who has integrated all this? Yeah, so these are mostly like individual services. Mm-hmm. So it's not a single place, but but you can handle all of those from those services websites. And and like I said, this kind of it's it's very important that these services are are like running running 24/7 because if you are like running a car rental company that doesn't have any like physical locations for employees to to fill this paper with you it basically means that that whole your business is dead if, mm. if that there is work. no no room for downtime in yeah. in these kind of services Okay, then I would like to to hear about the the future. You already, I was about to ask you about Mobile Connect. You already mentioned the Mobile Connect is already integrated, and your on your service. What are your future plans about this this service, or in general in Portelia in terms of digital identity? I would say that the user centric centricity becomes more of the uh, of the need of the future in the digital and mobile world as contra the B2C customer-centric. So we have GDPR, of course, everybody knows about that. And this kind of user-centric, consent-driven utilization of your identity online, this will become the issue. And who facilitates that the best will win. And the race is to get rid of passwords. And the competitors are the governments, banks, telcos and social media login providers who by the way will steal your privacy. So but <laughs> but but, right. but I think this is this is the really the future. The, the, we we start to get more and more rid of physical transactions, signing papers and so on because it's so costly. Archiving, we can elaborate on public ledgers or um, that technology might might be one of one of the solutions uh, for these future platforms, but uh, but the trend is definitely in in this um, well, mobility, cloud transition, and digitalization overall, and, and who, who facilitates the digital identity of you as a user will win. Yeah, we can also provide some additional attributes to the transactions, so like your physical address and, and such. So it doesn't only bring like added security, because if someone has like stolen your identity and tries to, to use it to order some sofa or whatever online, it would actually still come to you. So... And these are, are, of course, done with the user explicit consent. But this is a very good like example of the service that not only like adding security, but also usability for the end user. Because at least in the mobile mobile devices, when, when you are a lot harder to, to type these kind of things to the shopping carts and, and whatever you need. So, so it also makes your life easier in that sense. 
Yeah, there is a, something around 70 to, depending on the research, about 70 to 80 percent of mobile-driven shopping carts are abandoned, as you would say, for the sake of usability. It's not easy enough to, un- unless you populate it once and then you have a profile that is a, maybe a constant login or something, but but still majority of the mobile initiated shopping carts are abandoned. So there is also a business opportunities there to facilitate things more easily in a secure way. Excellent. I would like to finalize asking both of you some tips that you can give us to anybody for protecting our digital identities. Yeah, well, two-factor authentication is is something that you really should enable. Bear in mind when you get those notifications to your email box that uh, that there is a uh, initiated login from a, a previously un- untrusted device, for example. Don't reset your passwords. One practical example is from Sweden. In Sweden, the EID market is predominated by bank ID. It is a consortium company that, that, that is uh, used and owned by uh, multiple Swedish banks that has created into, uh, into a solution that there is a predominant position of mo- uh, bank ID and nowadays on a mobile device that is used as a strong authentication method of public and private sector authentications and signing. This has led to a situation where when you have a ubique and predominant position of one single EID in the whole market, that criminals are starting to try to fish out your identity. And today in a gross numbers in Sweden, there is more reported identity thefts than bicycle thefts. And I think that's quite interesting. And the modus operandi of the criminals is is basically that they find out, and this goes back to also like like in the Nordic countries where you have a publicly given unique social security number, it is not so difficult to find out what is my social security number, then as a criminal or somebody else's, and then as a criminal you would you would uh, fish out in some way the information that what is your bank, you would initiate the login online, And then you would call to that person claiming that you are from the security department of that particular bank. And in order to secure your digital identity, please authorize yourself on your mobile device. And I can initiate that request to your phone by entering the social security number onto the web or online bank. And then if you believe me, and you you authenticate yourself on a mobile device, the criminal actually logs into your bank account and immediately starts to transfer money away. And uh, and this is a, a, the predominant way of stealing your identity online. And and when you do this at 1,000 times and you succeed sometimes, then, then it becomes profitable business. And uh, the Swedish police authorities are constantly warning people not to never give Uh, uh, not not to give out your secrets or basically in this case a pin code or uh, to anybody calling you. Uh, banks are warning constantly that they never call and ask for authentication. It still happens, but I would say that that is that is the number one way to to protect your identity online. That don't don't believe those people who call you and and want you to authenticate yourself. Yeah, because in the past the the bank used to call you or some other mm, organization yes. call you to some, some of them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. the norm is today. Never. Never. Yeah, okay. yeah, that is the norm today. But but mm. uh, yeah, it still happens so so much. And this is of course you know when, when in Finland if you have 18 different authentication methods, it's much more difficult to try to find out what is the authentication method that you are using actually. But when you have only one predominant, then it becomes more of a let's say a criminal business opportunity. 
Yeah, so maybe I should add, please don't use same password between different services online. And if you don't do that, at least use the different one for your email with the, with the password reset function than, than you use between the services. So as we still wait to get the two-factor authentication for, for wider service base online. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's going to take a bit of time, yeah. We have to deal a bit more with this. Well, thanks a lot, both uh, Lauri and Yoni, for Thank you. telling us about the service, Telia Identification Broker Service, and what are the, the challenges. Very interesting. And how you're working to uh, help all of us. Let us know how we can find more information about the service or from yourselves. Yeah, so you can find the, the identity services in your local corresponding Telia countries websites. So we have the P2P as well as, as P2C services in the in the ID area and you could also also use Google to find those or directly from from the Telia's website as well. Okay again, thank you very much. Uh, yeah, thanks for having us and let's let's make passwords the thing of a past. Yes, thanks. <laughs> Agree, thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. Let's talk about digital identity is produced by Ubisecure. Be sure to subscribe and visit ubisecure.com slash podcast to join the conversation and access the show notes. You can also follow us on Twitter at ubisecure or find us on LinkedIn. Until next time, 